The accounts you'll hear on Parsha Stories are original adaptations of the weekly Parsha. Enjoy! You'll hear about a bush that burned, an evil pharaoh who never learned. God split the sea in half, but we still built a golden calf. We got the Aseret Hadibrod and so much more in Sefer Shmod. Oh, cow, speak to us! This week's Parsha is Bo, and tells the perhaps most famous story of Bnei Israel's exodus from Egypt. As a reminder, God has already sent seven plagues, seven makot, onto Egypt, and the Pharaoh keeps saying, well, I'll let you go, I'll let you go, yes, I promise I'll let you go, but constantly is retracting his promise to let the people go. And this week's Parsha begins with the seventh of the plagues, the seventh of the makot, which is arbe, locusts. Now, locusts are like giant grasshoppers that when they swarm together and they're flying all together, they eat the entire fields of Egypt. Whatever was not destroyed by the hail, whatever was not eaten by the frogs and the first of the swarms, the arov, whatever foods might be left to be grown in fields in Egypt are all devoured by these locusts. That paired with the fact that the livestock had all been killed off in the plague of Dever, this means that the Egyptians have no food left to eat. And the magicians, and really all of the Egyptians, come to the Pharaoh and they go, please, Pharaoh, enough. No more games. What's the point of having an Egypt if we don't have any food, if we're not going to be able to survive? Let them go. Obviously, their God has won. And at first, the Pharaoh agrees. He calls Moshe and Aaron. He says, okay, Moshe, Aaron. You win. I give up. You can let the people go. And so Moshe and Aaron begin to gather the people together, and then something happens to the Pharaoh's heart. It is strengthened. It is made more stubborn. And I imagine him saying to himself, we were once the strongest nation in the world, and I've somehow lost to their God a God that I had never heard of before, a God who had not been present in our lives for hundreds of years? No, 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 you cannot go. I've changed my mind again. And Moshe says, well, then you leave us no choice. On behalf of the Lord God of Israel, I hereby declare, let my people go or else you feel the wrath of God. And a terrible darkness falls on Egypt. And this darkness is so profound that the people cannot move. They are frozen in place because they can't see. It's as if their eyes are closed all of the time. And I imagine the Egyptians yelling out to the Pharaoh while they're sitting, Hey, Pharaoh. And the Pharaoh says, Who was that? And they say, uh, it, It's one of the Egyptians. Uh, I have a question for you, Pharaoh. Pharaoh says, Yeah. And again, they're just sitting still. And he says, yeah, what's your question? And they go, what's the point of having slaves if none of us can do anything? 
Not only are we starving, even if there was food, we wouldn't be able to walk to get it. We literally can't do anything in the dark. And Pharaoh says, you're right, you're right. Go get Moshe and Aaron. I give up. And Moshe and Aaron, because they have enough light in Goshen, they walk in and bring the light with them so that they can see where they're going. And they approach the Pharaoh. And he says, okay, all right, you know what? No tricks. I'm done with the tricks. I'm done with the games. You can go. You're free. And they say, for real this time. Uh, we don't want you to go back on your word and change your mind like you've been doing and you just did with the locusts. And Pharaoh says, no, I'm, I'm not going to go back on my word. You can go. You should go. Just go. Get out of here. No tricks. And Moshe and Aaron said, we're all leaving. All of us. The men, the women, the children, the elderly. We're all going. And Pharaoh says, yes, all of you can go. I won't pretend like I didn't understand that you weren't all going like I did another time. No, you can all go. Go get out. Moshe and Aaron say, all right. Let's gather all of our things together. Aaron, let the people know to gather their stuff, to get their sheep, their cattle, their goat, get all their livestock together. I'll go. And the Pharaoh says, wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on a second. You can't take the sheep, the cattle, and the goats. And Moshe says, we need them to eat on our journey to our promised land, the land of Eretz Canaan. And the Pharaoh says, no, we need those sheep and cattle and goats because we don't have any food. Those sheep and cattle and goats were raised in Egypt. They are Egyptian property. And when you leave Egypt, you leave it all behind. And Moshe says, no, we need to take it with us. And the Pharaoh says, all right, enough, enough. You have been so greedy this whole time, Moshe. Completely unreasonable. You've been trying to negotiate. I've been trying to be a reasonable person. And you're going to try to take the sheep, the cattle, and the goats? No. You know what? Forget it. This is over. It's done with. And we are done negotiating. I don't want to ever see you again, Moshe. In fact, if you ever come to see me again, I will kill you. You seem to have forgotten that I am still the one in charge. To which Moshe says, yes, Pharaoh, it's true. I will never see your face again. Moshe and Aaron go back to the people and they say, gather together, friends. Tomorrow we leave Egypt. Today is our last day in Egypt. And I imagine the people say, so the Pharaoh said we could go? Forget about the Pharaoh. We're leaving tomorrow. And the last thing that we have to do here in Egypt is show God that we are prepared to accept God as our ruler, as our Lord. And they say, of course, what do we do? Moshe says, get a lamb. Everybody get a lamb. If you don't have a lamb, buy one or borrow one from your neighbor. Everyone must have a lamb. Slaughter that lamb. You will take the blood of that lamb and put it on your doorposts as a sign to God of your commitment to our people. And then you take the meat of that lamb and offer it as a sacrifice to God. And you'll cook that lamb and you'll have it for dinner tonight. And I want you to eat that lamb with bitter herbs, with maror, to represent the way that the Egyptians embittered our lives while we were slaves here. And eat that lamb 
and bitter herbs with bread. And the people say, uh, Moshe, we're all good with the, the lamb and the blood and the meat. We're all good with that. The, the problem is it's already pretty late. I don't think we're going to have a chance to let the bread rise. So I don't, I don't think we'll be able to eat it. it. It would be very flat. Moshe says, okay, so eat it flat. And they go, flat bread? Like, is it going to taste like cardboard? Come on, you've been slaves. You can eat flat bread. Just do it. And one more thing. While you're sitting around eating this matzah, flatbread, the maror, and the Pesach offering, I want you to tell the story of what's happening now. And every year from now on, on this date, we are going to gather together and do the same thing. We are going to gather together, eat these foods, tell this story of how God, with a strong hand and an outstretched arm, freed us from slavery. And the people said, that sounds great, but we don't know exactly how to do that. And Moshe says, what do you mean? And they say, well, we don't have a calendar. We have no way of being able to keep track of time. And Moshe says, look up at the moon. The moon is going to be the way that we tell time. Keep track of the seasons and the dates, which is an idea that's explored in the Devash this week. When there is a new moon, it will be Rosh Chodesh, and we'll start every year the new moon with the month of Nisan, the month that we're in right now, Moshe says. And at the full moon of the month of Nisan will always be today, the holiday that we will forever know as Pesach. And so Bnei Yisrael does exactly as Moshe commands. They slaughter the lamb, they take the blood, put it on the doorpost, they have the first ever Seder night with the food and the telling of the story. And while they are eating and telling that story, the terrible 10th plague happens outside of their homes. As the Malach Amavet, the angel of death, passes through all of Egypt, this time including Goshen, ending the lives of the firstborn Egyptian sons, but passing over the homes of the Israelites who have the blood on their doorposts. And the next morning when everybody comes out, they hear the terrible cries of the Egyptians so upset by this terrible plague. No, 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 you, you Israelites, you've done this to us. Get out of here. Go, get out. We don't want you here anymore. And they say, we're, we're leaving. It's okay to go. And they go, yes, get out. Forget about the Pharaoh. Forget about any of this. Just go. You brought this terribleness on us. You brought this pain and this tragedy to us. Go, get out. What do you want? You you need money? You need things? Here, take our things. Take our furniture. Take our gold. Take our silver. Take everything that we have. Just go and get out of here. We don't want to see you again. You've ruined everything. Leave. And so B'nai Israel leaves. 600,000 of them, including some people who weren't originally part of B'nai Israel, but who put blood on their doorposts as a sign of their commitment and faith in God. And all of B'nai Israel and this group called the Erev Rav, this mixed multitude of other people, begin their journey out of Egypt and into Eretz Canaan. Their first stop is a city called Sukkot, which will have significance later on. And they begin the very exciting moment of what they hope will be a very easy journey to Eretz Israel. 
but we know that it is not going to be so easy and we're going to find out why in next week's podcast parcha shabbat shalom and chodesh shvat tov